welcome one and all to Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Thank you again for joining us. This week, I'm happy to go ahead and present to you a returning guest of the program. Uh, my next guest actually joined me back in November 2018 when we were just running through episodes. And I think at the time I was producing three episodes a week. Something just some tireless pace at that time. Anyway, my guest runs California's leading wholesale cannabis marketplace and distributor. And they are the premier licensed cannabis wholesaling platform supporting over 150 brands and supplying the entire network of California dispensaries with top tier products. Welcome back to the program. The co-founder and CEO of Nabis, Vince Ning here back to Bum Business. Vince, glad to have you back on. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. It's it's uh, great to be back here after a couple of years. Well, um, over three seems years. like a lot's changed. <laughs> and it has. Let's go and talk about how that's been been like that. So now you are serving 99% of licensed retailers in California. You're offering clients a variety of services and offerings. Notably, you're acting as a distribution middleman for cannabis cultivators and retail brands. And you're offering assistance with compliance logistics, warehousing, pay collections, financing, sales, and marketing. You've added a lot more to the portfolio. And then you also now have fulfillment warehouses in Los Angeles and Oakland. You're working with 80 cannabis brands, distributing the more than 700 dispensaries, touting a 36-hour turnaround time. So it's been three years. Talk to me about the progress. Yeah, um, you know, back then, uh, you know, we probably had a team size of maybe 20, 30 people distributing products. Um, you know, I was uh, still getting the. In, in trucks delivering products when we were shorthanded um you know now we have a lot more to our platform um you know like you mentioned we uh distribute products for quite a few people across california i think the the new number is up to a little over 150 um individual brands now and um you know it's it's uh it's been it's been phenomenal in terms of what we've been able to accomplish in terms of helping out the industry in california um you know we we always we started this business sought out to, um, you know, support as many operators on, on both sides of the marketplace. So either on the supply side with brands or on the retail side with, um, with brick and mortar stores or delivery businesses. And, um, you know, we, every day we, we just think about how, how we can continue to support um, the next little guy that's coming up to, to the stage to come to market. And, um, you know, our platform now uh, helps support not just, um, fulfillment, but also, um, you know, sales and marketing through the, through a marketplace, um, data analytics tools, um, financing as well. And so, um, it really helps a brand, um, get from day one up to, um, being one of the largest brands in California. So, um, it's, uh, it's been, it's been exciting to see, and obviously every day is a new challenge, but, um, a lot's happened in the past few years with, the last few years being two years of pandemic, which is another thing that's very amazing. What I want to ask real quick is that now there was a point where you had talked to TechCrunch and mentioned how Navis has shipped a quarter of a billion dollars of cannabis each year. And with additional funding, you expect to reach 25% of the state's legal cannabis market and disrupt this $4 billion market, which I will talk more about where the market is right now. There's a lot to be said about it, but you know, number one, we're still not legalized yet. I mean, you do have the state legalization, adult use and medical in California, but the level of growth you've been able to do and how quickly it's been done and how you've overcome the pandemic. Like talk to me about 
you know, the obstacles have been put in front of you. Yeah. Um, you know, the pandemic definitely changed uh, the face of the industry along with the world. And, you know, we're, we're definitely not excluded from any of that. Um, you know, when the pandemic first hit, it was pretty unclear whether cannabis was going to even be essential or not. And um, it was interesting to see uh, that, you know, the industry rallied back and, um, you know, made cannabis essential. Um, and I think for good reason, did all the medical patients out there. And, um, you know, there was a, there's quite a bit of tossing and turning in the beginning, just given the, you know, CDC was announcing new guidelines every, seemed like every day. Um, and we had to change our operational workflows and policies pretty much every day. So, um, you know, big shout out to our, uh, our, our HR department for, uh, you know, getting that, uh, getting that right. Um, and, um, you know, through, through COVID, we um, actually grew quite substantially. I think back then, you know, like you said, we were shipping around a quarter billion dollars worth of product out of the 4 billion market. And um, today we, we ship, we, we've more than doubled in size. So, um, you know, we ship over half a billion dollars worth of product now. Um, and, um, you know, the, the team has grown from about 100 people at the beginning of just the beginning of last year now to um, we just crossed 300. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been quite a, a growth period for, for us and I think the entire cannabis industry. Um, and so, you know, curious to see how things continue to shake out post COVID, but I think it really, um, you know, helps cement the industry in a lot of ways. Now we're going to we're going to go into a break in just a minute and delve into the actual California market itself and where things are, cause there's a lot of news being talked about it. What is interesting to me is, I mean, the government, you know, in California, they want more tax revenue. There's that issue coming into play. Plus, the constant issue, not just the fact that what the CDC has recommended and what guidelines are being made to companies, it's also the state of emergency being still implemented. And, you know, whether it's right or not, I want to say political about this, the idea is that the state of emergency could be said to be a little bit more strenuous and a little bit more in of a lockdown sense than it would be in other states and it's affecting a lot of what the cannabis market goes through i just think there's a there's a whole lot to go and delve into now that we're out of this i think you know the idea is going to be that we're going to have certain implementation of things that have changed because of the pandemic whether it's business or hr related and that's going to be just staying as it is and the thing is, we're now we're left just with this, the market, and we're in terms of economic issues that are playing into playing into things, and also just where the state of California is that has to be considered. And we're going to talk about that after a short break. I'm again, welcome back here, co-founder and CEO of Navis, Vince Ding here on Bone Business. Really glad to have him back on the show. We'll have more questions for him after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. We're back here on Blunt Business with Vince Dean, co-founder and CEO of Navis. MTFS Daily recently wrote, and this is just recently as I recorded this program with you, California marijuana companies already facing labor shortages, high taxes, and regulatory red tape. We're talking about companies in general. Are now contending with supply chain gridlock, forcing many to reassess and revamp procurement strategies as margins shrink. I want to take more from the passage here. The constraints which have which have gripped the global economy, economy me, are a combination of pandemic-fueled labor woes, shipping and product delivery delays, as well as rising prices on everything from raw materials and equipment to fleets and utilities. And Navis, for its part, you're facing significantly higher costs for your third distribution center that's set to open in the summer of this year. And it's an 86,000-square-foot facility in the Central Valley, nearly doubling your warehouse space in L.A. and Oakland combined. You have seen construction, renovation, maintenance, and fleet costs rise rapidly the past six months, while procurement cycles on some projects have been delayed weeks. There's a lot that's going on here within California. I give you great kudos for the continued growth and for staying the course on your progress and what you're looking to do with the company. But talk to me about these obstacles here that are going on. Yeah. You know, I think first and foremost, it, it starts with uh, it, with COVID. I think it changed um, a lot of the way that global supply chains work. Um, everything from uh, you know raw materials, packaging, um, even shipping um, across uh, overseas. If you're trying to import things, um, those take a long time now, um, and it's really hard to predict. Um, you know, even even personally, I, I bought some furniture at the beginning of COVID. It took me about six months to receive it. Oh. And then lately I bought some new furniture and it took about three weeks. So um, it's really hard to say what uh, what the timelines are, which means it's really hard to predict when uh, we can actually give expect, you know, give correct expectations to our clients in terms of, um, you know, when we can actually be open for business in certain areas. Um, but, uh, you know, we always I think I think the, the, the main point is just trying to stay communicative 
Um, you know, obviously the show has to go on and we have to procure these items. We have to launch a warehouse. We have to support more of the industry because, you know, the train doesn't stop. Um, but it also, you know, we also have to think about the global financial market as well, where, um, you know, another big impact is uh, basically the government dropping trillions of dollars into the economy in the U.S. And so creates a lot of inflation. Um, and, and starting with that, it, you know, obviously raises costs of goods um, and costs of services across the board. And so, you know, we need to think about how we need to adjust there in order to ensure that everyone from our clients are happy to our internal um, uh, team and employees, um, because everyone's feeling the hurt right now. Um, and so, you know, when, when we, you know, we, we, you know, we're, we're actually doing annual budgeting right now. And a lot of this is, uh, you know, right at the forefront in terms of uh, topics of discussion. So, um, you know, it's something that I, I, I imagine every business is going through right now. Otherwise, um, you know, you're not going to be prepared for, for what's to come in the future, especially with, you know, interest rates hiking and potential slowdowns of the economy. Now, there's been a lot of talk about how there are companies that are looking to leave California. There's also homeowners. It really just the level of taxes that are being pushed upon and the, just the, the pricing just for facilities. I can only imagine how much that new facility in Central Valley is, is putting up compared to what it could have been a couple of years ago where inflation has just come into play. Plus the taxes that are being put on plus property taxes are just surmounting. But now I want to find out maybe there's another way to go and look at this because of the fact that, you know, the state of California needs the cannabis industry to do well because if you have certain industries that might be upending and moving to other states then california needs to be understanding that okay they need to be more reliant upon the cannabis market thus are they going to give more breaks to the industry or do you feel like there's uh, some ways that the cost might be something you have to go and take it at, at this point but in the long run it's going to work out Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think um, I think you're referring to this cannabis coalition that's been forming across California right. uh, with, with a lot of the major operators and small businesses out there. And, um, you know, I think everyone's pretty much on the same page about taxes being too high um, and there not being enough retail access points. And so, you know, with on the topic of taxes, um, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, while, um, you know, I get that the government needs to tax this industry, um, it is a big uh, revenue generative uh, opportunity for them. Um, you know, the industry has to be able to survive first. I, I can't, you know, count the number of businesses that have uh, gone extinct in the past few years just because of, um, you know, minor changes in the, in the, in the macroeconomic economy and, and large ones like the pandemic as well. And so, you know, as a government, I think it's their responsibility and role to ensure that the uh, marketplace is, first of all, fair and regulated for cannabis, but, but also um, sustainable. Um, and, and one of the big levers they can work with is, is tax rates. Um, and, uh, you know, over the next couple of years, um, if, if we're to actually, uh, a lot of the operators are to actually survive and be able to fight against the illicit market, even, um, you know, prices of goods at the consumer level just needs to come down as well, which means, you know, starting with taxes and, you know, the, I think operators here in California are getting a lot better at producing and shipping and distributing at economies of scale that lowers the cost of goods sold. But, um, you know, there is still that one major piece of the taxes as well. Um, you know, I think there's coupling of that with uh, this other macro trend of, you know, this, this, uh, this oversupply of production of raw flour in California as well. 
which is you know significantly dropping pricing, which is good thing for consumers. Um, but ultimately, for instance, there's a cultivation tax that the state imposes that is charged based upon the volume weight of um, a flower that's produced. Um, and so when the prices come down, the tax doesn't actually come down because the weight still is the same. Right. Um, and so, you know, ultimately the percentage that the percentage of fees uh, of taxes that that a cultivator will pay at the end of the day actually goes up. Um, so, you know, it's it's um, quite unsustainable at this point. So the ask is for the government to amend that um, or to give us some relief on on taxes and. You know, I think the 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 press and um, the 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 efforts with uh, legislators and regulators around this topic has been um, it going moving in a positive direction so far. Um, Gavin Newsom has, um, you know, Governor Newsom has um, stated that in his budget he he would listen to cannabis operators and make certain changes and amends to to help the industry because um, ultimately it benefits no one if if the industry doesn't exist because they that then they'd have no one to tax either. You know, there's something interesting you point right there when you're talking about the cultivation tax. Because of the idea, when you brought that up, I thought of Canada because of the fact that if there is an oversupply right now in Canada where there's legalization, they're able to go ahead and set up import-export. So they're able to get it to other countries to at least go ahead and, you know, undo some of that extra supply that's there so that the cultivation tax can be something more manageable. In Canada, their excise duty on dry cannabis flour is a dollar Canadian per gram or 10% of the value of the gram. So, they, you know, for them, they found that way to get around, but that's something that California doesn't have yet until there's some, some kind of relief. Uh, now, I'm really, I'll go and ask about that real quick. Do you think that within this, is there any kind of chance where we could see where California, without legalization federally, could there can be something can be done so they can offshoot some of that cultivation tax, help release some of that oversupply to get the supply out to other areas that could use it? Yeah, I mean, I think there there can be intermediary regulation that permits um, interstate commerce or at least like, you know, states that are if two states are bordering and they're legal, they can um, they can transfer products to each other. That might be something that can help balance out the uh, supply of products. But currently, um I will say it's not like it's not happening. Um, you know, I think products are definitely leaking out of California, um, but yeah. it's not regulated. Um, but, you know, that's not a bad idea. Arizona, yeah. Oregon, Washington, you could do something like that where you could put that together. Yeah, pretty much the entire West Coast is um, yeah. legalized uh, recreationally. Um, and so, you know, that 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 would be an amazing reform. And I think if governments were even state governments were progressive enough to, you know, push the line out a little further. Um, you know, the, then the oversupply wouldn't be as balanced. But, you know, I, I tend to think that, um, you know, it, 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 the balance has to come between, uh, between East and West Coast or even out to the Midwest, though, because, yeah. you know, a state like Arizona, the cost to produce is still is even lower sometimes than California. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's there's and Oklahoma has an overproduction problem. So, you know, further and further out West you get, um, there's just this, um, you know, booing of, um, uh, of, of, of supply. So unless I can make it out to markets that are totally, you know, dry in cannabis, it, it you know, th there won't be a balancing, um, because every, every state is oversupplied. Well, it's kind of like, what, what was that one, uh, political candidate? It's just too damn high. Uh, now, <laughs> but the thing too, is with California, I'm looking at the information that the government has given and the amount of, that they've actually received. And this is from August, 2021, since January, 2018, 
The revenue they received in taxes is $2.8 billion. $1.4 billion came from cannabis excise tax, $347 million out of cultivation tax, and a billion dollars in sales tax. You know, I just don't know what the number is that the California legislature expects to get from cannabis that would actually, you know, be enough for their to, to go ahead and balance out their budget. I just don't know what that number is. Yeah, I mean, I think California, one of the, one of the things that the coalition dug up was that um, California state had like a $50 billion surplus um, on their balance sheet last year. Um, and so, you know, part of the argument is like, hey, you know, you don't need to be taxing the cannabis industry so heavily if you're already running a surplus. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we would we would like some some help back, uh, given that, you know, if you want California cannabis to be um, you know, the marquee state, the, the Mecca, if you will, of, of, of cannabis in the US, um, then, you know, you need to help it thrive. Um, and so part of the ask is, um, you know, it doesn't, is, is that, you know, A, it doesn't seem like the government's really hurting for money in California, and B, um, you know, operators are hurting because there's no reform. It's amazing. Uh, even the fact that, you know, just even I remember I talked to another guest a while back about when we were talking about vapes and how much mm -hmm. the vape pens were actually in California. Just that alone is the vape tax in California is 63 percent wholesale. Just that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's and more than and that's way beyond everybody else. Uh, yeah, I think except for Minnesota, 95 percent wholesale. But now I want to take one thing that's being talked about. You mentioned the, the coalition. Uh, High Times reported about this, a letter dated December 17th of last year. Over two dozen cannabis executives warned Governor Gavin Newsom, President Pro Tempore Tony Atkins, and Speaker Anthony Rendon that the cannabis industries in the state is on the verge of collapse. And the letter says only major tax cuts and a rapid increase of retail operations can save the industry. Two-thirds of California cities lack dispensaries since local governments authorize sales and production. So we just talked about I mean, if there was a way to create some interstate commerce, some intermediate regulation, like you said, where the oversupply could be pushed off and exported somewhere else within the country, or, I mean, I don't know if it could be done where you could actually, I mean, you have ports there, if it could be taken off overseas or, you know, sent to another country, anything like that could be done. The other part is, you know, it's trying to figure out what can be done in terms of the tax if there's any tax cuts can be done or any kind of communication with other municipalities so that there are more areas that can be serviced by the cannabis industry. Is there anything else you can think of that, 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 that can be brought to the government that might be thinking outside of the box that can help the industry in general in California? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thinking outside the box, I, I would say banking is a big uh, issue. You know, there's yeah. so much cash floating around. It creates compliance problems, security problems, um, late payment problems that also damages the the viability of a lot of businesses if they don't get paid on time, um, uh, and in, you know in in electronic for and if they don't have a way to convert cash to electronic funds, um, you know it's really hard to do simple things that you don't even think about when you run a business such as pay payroll or you know pay your vendors. Um, you know those generally are uh, there's so many tools out there for a non cannabis industry, but. You know, for instance, when we try to sign up to just use Expensify to reimburse our our our, um, our employees for for costs, um, you know, Expensify kicked us off uh, because we were a cannabis business. So, simple things like that could really make um, life a lot easier operating the cannabis space. Yep. 
there's there's a whole lot a whole lot of ideas that hopefully that you know maybe some of those from the legislature might be listening to this program or those the companies that might be you know looking to find out what can be done in terms of relief for those said companies to help them out you know it's i want i like the fact we got a chance to brainstorm that a little bit here on the program uh coming up after the break i want to go also talk about which we never talk about you and the partner you worked with to go and create nabis of this great company you have it as jun lee i want to talk about the business model and i want to talk about you know, more about the analytics that we didn't get a chance to talk to yet because we did quite a bit on the last episode uh nabis capital and nabis analytics i'm here with vince ning co-founder and ceo of nabis here on point business once again back after a short break Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're back again with Vince Neen, co-founder and CEO of Navis here on Blunt Business. Uh, Going to shout out to Insider.com, Kimberly Leonard, Jimmy, Jeremy Burke, who have both been appeared on the program. And one of the few times I get to look at an Insider.com article that does not have a big fat paywall behind it. I got to read about your story about you and uh, your partner, Jun Lee, and the Navis business model has stood out as a prime advantage unlike many in the space navis doesn't take equity and partner companies or own any of the products it ships two noticed competitors struggled to scale the market as mature but navis didn't experience the same results you said to them quote we are this even keeled unbiased platform that pretty much just offers a service and you added that approach resulted in any avoiding any conflicts of interest and being able to provide a cheaper distribution offering and you've also helped live up to your own endeavors Instead of just helping a few choice partners, you've helped grow and develop as many brands as possible. Quote, it's really helping everyone from the biggest brands to the smallest brand. Knowing that the canvas industry is so still so nascent right now, we want to be we want to be there to support everyone across the supply chain and the economy to make sure that everyone has a fair chance of getting to market. So I wanted to let you expand on what you've been doing there and how you've been helping out so much other companies and growing yourself. Yeah, um, you know, for, for us, like we're, we're built very differently than a traditional distributor. Um, traditional distributors, just to define that a little bit, is, you know, the combination of, uh, you know, of a sales team um, that sits on top of a logistics platform um, that can fulfill the products that uh, are sold at wholesale. Um, you know, for us, we actually um, handle the fulfillment side and the sales side is um, essentially uh, handled by our marketplace and um, brands as own sales teams. So <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> excuse me, ultimately, you know, we thought that this model was um, something that is far cheaper because we don't have to pay expensive sales staff. So, you know, ultimately um, when a brand uses our platform, they pay about half the rates that any other traditional distributor um, would charge. Um, and they get to take that additional um, money back and spend it on their own sales staff. <clears throat> and excuse me. Take a second. Take a second. Yeah. And uh, what that creates is really just a platform where brands can sell their own products, tell their own stories um, of their own products and brands 
um, and use us as like a fulfillment platform um, and also be able to accelerate their growth with you know, our, our software tools, such as our marketplace, our CRM, analytics, um, financing tools. Um, and uh, ultimately, the brands get a direct relationship with their retail buyers. So, you know, for us, um, you know, we, we, we came at this uh, idea from, uh, I guess, like the, this sector of the industry with an idea that, that was really built from, uh, you know, first principles, if you will, where, um, you know, we, we, this, this is one of the first few regulated supply chains that have been ever created or permitted to be legalized um, since the inception of the, the internet. And so we wanted to really um, involve tech into this uh, space um, and really drive down costs um, and, and really amplify, allow brands to amplify their, their sales better than, you know, a, a very human driven um, supply chain might. Um, and so, you know, over time, you know, our next largest competitor in the traditional space probably distributes maybe 20 to 25 brands. And, um, you know, we're helping to support a lot more um, and especially a lot of the smaller brands as well, who otherwise wouldn't have a shot at getting to market. Yeah. Let's go and talk about again about Nabis Marketplace, uh, Nabis Capital, Nabis Analytics. So you're seamlessly collecting, br connecting brands with retailers and providing businesses financing and data analytics insights to help sales strategy. I know we talked about it, and obviously a lot of things have probably changed, probably some upgrades and probably some enhancements. Talk to me about what has changed with the platform and what more that you offer now these days. Yeah, I mean, since last time we talked, we didn't have a, a wholesale marketplace. Mm -hmm. We didn't have um, our financing platform called Navis Capital, um, and we didn't have analytics tools. Um, and we didn't even have uh, a retailer facing software portal as well. So they can track their orders and, and purchase products. Yeah. Um, and so all of that combined has really created this one-stop shop of a platform for both brands and retailers to be able to transact in as streamlined of a way as possible. And Nabus will handle all of the, the hairy business in between around, um, you know, fulfilling the products around compliance related to that, um, around, um, you know, collecting payments, processing the cash, um, and, and um, you know, ensuring that, you know, the, the supply chain and orders um, are, are, are streamlined as, as streamlined as possible. That's great. Hey, you know, really, Vince, I'm glad we got a chance to go ahead and catch back up and where things have gone and kind of just follow your, the, the trek of where Navis has gone as a company and where and things have been. So really glad to hear everything's going very well. And, like I said, hopefully just that there's a whole lot more help that California gets so that, you know, for what you're doing right now and all the companies you're helping out, you're doing so much for everybody out there. It's really great. And, you know, let's definitely go ahead and do this again in another couple of years, I guess. We can always just keep up, keep up and keep up. <laughs> uh, but real quickly, let's send people to the website, nabis.com, N-A-B-I-S.com, like cannabis, just take the first CA out there. And real quickly, when people go to the website, you know, let people know how if there are some possible customers out there listening in the audience that might be interested in what you're doing, uh, take a few, take a minute to go ahead and talk to them about why Navis would be some place they need to go ahead and follow with you for wholesale in one. Yeah, I mean, you know, go to go to Navis.com, um, check out our Instagram. It's Navis underscore HQ. Um, you can also reach out to um, partnerships uh, at Navis.com, um, and our team will send you. Uh, materials as it relates to all of our, um, you know, products and services um, and how we can help you grow your business. Fantastic. Again, join with Vince Dean, 
co-founder and CEO of Navis. Thanks for being here with the program. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the program, as you always do. Make sure to rate and review where you can, whether it's Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts. We will talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.